Folk, happy Wednesday. It's time for a brand new episode of Trainwreck tonight, 203, 97 away from 300. I'm your host, General. We are joined by one of our interns tonight who has not joined us in a long time. Our show sponsor, Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet? It is the place to buy a case. My favorite, Golia. It's Mongolian vodka there. But uh, special guest tonight and tons of topics. We have Melody Martin joining us uh, halfway through the show. Talking about a crazy week with the Buffalo Sabres and press conferences. We got UBC football coach. We got Buffalo Blue Jays updates. And Bill's schedule dropped today. And it's not official to 8 o'clock, but we had some fans with sources today not hitting on all cylinders. So big show tonight. Let's go. You don't stop, you don't stop, you don't stop. You don't stop. Follow me into the great unknown Where pink flamingos grow Diet soda flows and what you take Magically regenerates On supermarket shelves The ovens clean themselves You don't pay the tab till the last drop So we all ride for nothing Cause this train never stops Outlet Liquor is your place to buy a case. Stock up and save when you shop the lowest prices available every day at Outlet Liquor. You never have to wait for a sale. The more you buy, the more you save. Only at Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet? I can't wait till producer Burrs starts giving that ad read for Outlet Liquor. But folks, look at this crazy guy to my left. (laughs) People, I mean, he doesn't even look like the same person anymore. Yeah, that's something we're going to talk about. But, Maniac, I want to give you the floor first because, obviously, you did something this past weekend. You know, there's been some rumors over the past year. You might get it cut. You might not. And it's over. You did it. First, I tried to pull the trigger and just, you know, when everything started with sports were putting on hold, I tried to use that. Um, It didn't work. Then I, you know, I tried to use, you know, Bill's home playoff games and UB, you know, championships. And yeah, I mean, that's the only reaction you can have to that. And then, you know, but with that said, I think I do get a little bit of an out with the way that the league has changed. I get that people would argue 24 teams making the playoffs is a benefit, but I think the Bills division was harder this year due to due to the divisional changes. Now, would they have made the playoffs? Obviously not. I, I mean, I'm not going to argue that. I'm not going to make that point. But, you know, I would be a fool in 2021 if I didn't take advantage of a loophole. And I got to say that it's just something that my mom has been asking for for two years. and. 
let's face it, the internet and my internet reputation is very important to me. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, you know, front like that. But so is my relationship with my mom, and and her not when she when I revealed to her that I that I cut my hair, we actually went for a walk in the park. I waited 20 minutes. And I took off the hat out of nowhere, and she let out an audible scream. And she did not worry about anything for the next four and a half minutes. And if you know a mother not worrying, that's like paradise. Mother's not worrying is paradise for them. So shout out the moms. And yeah, did I go back on my word? I did. I admit that. And that's why you can go to Amherst Dale House and get a drink on me. Yeah, thank you for saying that because you know, about mothers, they have that they have a checkbox of things that they're worried about. You just knocked off like five of them with that one. And yeah, like Maniac said, get to the Amherst Ale House. I said this last night to the people. Amherst Ale House really did not clarify in that tweet that it's on your tab. It's on Maniac's tab. It's on my tab. It's on my tab. They said it. We're, we're, we're closing in on $100 right now. I, I can give that update live on Trainwreck Sports. We're closing in $100 on this tab a day and a half in. He broke a promise. You broke a promise, and he's gonna pay for it. Seven. I think that's fair. Slick abuse the tab. I listen. Th- this is a punishment. This is a punishment, plain and simple. Al. I want our fans yep. to take advantage of it. I want to give back. I went back on my words. So let me yep. buy back in. Let me earn back that trust. Get to Amherst and get and get to uh, drinking. Yeah, I already had what double digit, digit cocktails purchased last night. I mean, and we're not even close to the weekend yet, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And it goes to what? May 18th. So there's a lot of da- a lot of days, a lot of days and nights left to get to the Amherst Al House. Well, was that me- point? But the big news today, Al, the tweets were out early and often. Hashtag fans with sources. Yeah. And what? I mean, our guy CJ, you know? I mean, maybe, I mean he, he, he's he, our he, guy. Not 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 our guy, but but we, we wish he was our guy. I mean, with yeah. how well informed he was. I mean, geez, he's got he went five for five today on the schedule predictions. That's something that's just incredible. I mean, you got guys like Sal Capaccio, who's at, who basically can get his mail sent to one Bills drive. You got WGR, who just has an extensive relationship with them. You got all the networks who have all the ins and outs. But it just shows to how tight knit, you know. And again, you can go off on about it, but how tight knit this network is within the Bills. That yeah, our guy CJ Caggiano. Gets goes five for five. He got the inside details, and uh, yep. they were they're looking more than correct as we headed to the eight o'clock hour, an hour and forty two minutes away, and of course that cap schedule release yeah. show. Out. What the hell happened to Frank and Chitawaga? I thought this was our source guy. He's been quiet, right? Yeah, I ghost. Mean, he's normally- ghost. You, want, you want to talk about like that was? I would say that Frank and Chitawaga right now is looking like Gonzaga in the national championship, and I say that with due respect. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, definitely. He's been he right was, in the past. He had Joey Bosa needing surgery in week two of 2018 when it didn't come out till like week 11. Like, how the hell does that even make sense? Yeah, the 2018 Frank and Chiktawaga days were unbelievable with some of the things he was pulling out of his ass. And he, was, and he was definitely gaining some credibility. But yeah, very quiet schedule release for him today. But I think the first thing that really broke today was early this morning was obviously we all knew the week one schedule was going to come out first. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers and Big oh, Don't forget, though, there was that fake out yesterday with the, with the, the Patriots. Patriots. So, so you go through all of, you know, yesterday night, think it's going to be that. But then what was it? Was it the first thing this morning they were wrong? Or they know they were wrong on that last night. I think they knew they were wrong, like, late last night. Yes, yes. There was a Patriots beat writer that broke that, that we are not taking, or they're not facing the Bills week one. Now you got the Steelers week one, and now we have the Patriots potentially twice in four weeks towards the end of the season this year. 
Um, I know the cap and wake and Kevin Masari were definitely breaking a lot of stuff today. CJ. We, we had, we had a first sources. ever hashtag no sources. We had a, like, we had a wake just unleash a missile. Yep. And, and did that come to fruition? Yeah. I mean, he was, he was just doing the math, right? Yeah. Basically a, uh, our odds of elimination. Yeah, he's our stats guy, and he's getting the job done. So, I mean, we have right now that the train wreck fans with sources schedule is posted on our website at the trainwrecksports.com. Um, but, Maniac, anything that's – I know it's not official, official to 8 p.m. tonight, but does anything really jump out to you um, with the schedule so far? Uh, without getting into it too much, again, I love the idea of three home games in September. Are they hot? Yes, but Bill's Mafia is ready to get back. Don't make me wait till October. Don't make me wait till. And I see people saying October, November is prime weather. Do you agree with that? I have been to so many shitty October and November games with 40 degree rain and nothing. Mm. Give me an 80 degree day. If it's a little hot, I'll wear some shorts. No, I'm with you 100%. I mean, I know I'm on normally on the sunny side of the field. I mean, there's been some heaters. I mean, there's been more temperatures on the field. It's like 100 degrees. Remember that Broncos game, the uh, the one Crazy, year? crazy. Yeah. There, there have been some crazy September games. You got to be careful what you're getting into. But there's also like, you know, Bills 49ers and Cardinals from the Rex Ryan year. Like, again, I'm just trying to pull up some, uh, like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And that was actually in October. So I'm kind of proving against my point. But, yeah, I mean, give me, give me a game where the odds are that the sun's going to be out. That's yeah, all I'm saying. Some of the most interesting about this interesting things that I saw about this schedule, like you said, first three of four home, final three of four at home. So it's a jam. Give me a big middle juncture for sure. Yes, a big once again a jam packed, you know, on the road uh, type schedule. And I know, you know, this year people were really looking into road trips. You know, you got the Titans, you know, Smashville going on the road, uh, Miami, uh, the Saints, the Bucks, and I think the big news, something that is official, that is a hundred percent. The Bills at the Saints on Thanksgiving, the prime time game of the night. The night game, eight twenty, NBC. Crazy because yeah. let's face it. So the Bills Cowboys, you know, even if you loved your friends and you had like traditions with your friends where you watched the game with them, odds are you were with the family having you know meals and everything. I'm not going to say you're going to ditch the family for the prime time game, but for those that get their you know Thanksgiving activities done early and get those taken care of business then obviously it's going to open up uh, the night option a lot for them. And isn't I mean what about Thanksgiving night wasn't that like Brennan's with Vinny Jacoby over like it used to be over the years? Oh yeah, oh my gosh, everyone rolling in just getting sauced and just batting on that 8:30 game. I remember remember when that 8:30 game first came out, it didn't even exist back in the day. It was just the Cowboys and then nothing. Before that NFL network like what 10 to 15 years ago, that game didn't even exist. Maniac, you're really showing your age right now. Um, oh, shush. I'm looking great. You're just jealous because with this haircut, I'm looking great. I'm looking, you know, and people are saying younger and more attractive. They're saying it, not me. Kudos to them. I mean, once again, I, I really, yeah, you went almost three and a half full years of not cutting your hair. I went three months and people were calling me Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, um, yeah. I, I made Robin Williams and Jumanji look like well-kept. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, speaking of well kept, the one thing that I cannot keep track of, Al, and, and again, is so uh, keep in tune. Uh, Crowd is this podcast, eight PM schedule release. We'll be talking more there. But yep. the numbers games, like I guess we should have predicted this coming along, but with the bisons and with those, I couldn't even tell you. Like if you if you gave me a million dollars right now, I couldn't tell you for sure how many fans are allowed into these games right now. So the latest thing that I saw that was sent by my brother today in a, in, in a group chat was 
that New York's, this is an update from the Blue Jays, that New York's updated protocols adding fully vaccinated seating sections at Salem increases capacity now to 35%, which is almost 6,000 fans for the first eight games. Now, this was the thing that threw me off, which to me doesn't make any sense. Unvaccinated fans no longer required to show a negative COVID result, which I thought before the whole thing was either had to be vaccinated or show that, a negative result. That reads like bizarro land. It, it totally does. They, they and, said the opposite thing before. And I was kind of just thrown off. I read that. I'm like, okay, so now people can go to a game and not have to show it. But so is there going to be like, so now at Salem's Field, you're going to have these vaccinated and unvaccinated sections. Is this going to happen at the Ralph in September? I mean, that's what they're projecting right now. Well, well, you got you got you know one side, and again, because we're not going to get into politics, we don't even address the sides on each one. No. But you got sides saying for the Bills that it's going to be part vaccinated and part unvaccinated, and then you got another side for the Bills that say it's going to be all vaccinated. Absurd. Uh, yeah, I, I, like- I, again, as a, as a sports fan that's excited about it coming back, like maybe if we're scheduling these games where. Hundreds of thousands of dollars is going to be spent, which is even going to be for the Bisons games when they push to close to 10,000 capacity. I mean, that's just a fact there. Maybe we can get some of the facts in order before we start rolling up. I get we want to have more fans. Some of it probably has to do with maximizing the fans, Al, plain and simple. 100%. But with but that right. said, it's, change, it's changing every single week. And what's the thing that we were talking about in the chat today? Starting June 1st, you can get a vaccine at a game and get a free ticket to a Bisons game next season. Oh my goodness! So, I mean, it's just they—they they do want the vaccinations, so I give them credit for for at least being savvy about the tactics for sure. But Al, we're talking about shifts and everything. I felt a, te- a tectonic shift this past week during the Sabers exit interviews. You know, it's bad enough to see the quotes; it's bad enough to see it from the beat writers, the Harringtons, the Warrows, the Hamiltons, who have been pummeling you with it for years. It's bad enough to hear it on "I'll Hang Up and Listen" with Dwayne, but when you see it from renowned Sabres supporter, Melody Martin. I think I might actually hate the Buffalo Sabres. That's just something that sticks out to me. So let's go ahead. Let's get her on. Welcome back to the show, Melody Martin. Melody, let's just, before we get into the Sabres for 30 <laughs> seconds right here, how is everything else going? Um, I mean, if you're not counting the Sabres, just like dumpster fire, everything's great. The weather's starting to get nicer. I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's great. Yeah, and look at you, not even rocking the Sabres. Buffalo Bills, Buffalo Braves. That couldn't do it. That's all right now. (laughs) I don't know whether I'm happy about that or I'm sad about the fact that, like, she doesn't have her Sabres. But we're going to get into that in a second. Melody, I mean, we, I mean, we are, we're all watching these press conferences and I, and I got to play the video here. Uh, We we see Jack Eichel just answering questions. I'm going to play Jack Eichel with one of his responses, not the response that queued up a ton of attention. And then I'm going to queue up a, a clip from, your take on Melody's YouTube channel. Make sure you're going following her, Melody and Martin. Yeah, you, you can't. Uh, I guess that's that's. You hit the nail on the head there. You know what I mean? He like Sam Reinhart. He wouldn't commit to you know the future next year in Buffalo. He wouldn't commit, and he he said. Um, there's been a bit of a disconnect between myself and the organization. The most important thing now is to get healthy and get ready to play hockey next year, wherever that might be wherever that might be. That is just so unbelievably not what you wanted to hear. 
Oh, sorry. Came in with the intern coming in hot with another video fresh there. But Melody, now that we've had 48 hours to digest that, uh, obviously, you know, we heard from Kevin, we heard from uh, head coach John Grau today. Where, where, where's the mind at? Where's the heart at? Where, where is Melody Martin at on the current state of these Buffalo Sabres? I mean, like if anything else, like I feel like this, the press conference, like Kevin Adams talking today just left me confused because like what he was saying, like kind of made sense. And he's like talking about how the doctors are saying one thing and like it, it just everything was saying was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. So like now I'm confused. Do I, do I not like Jack all of a sudden? Do I like what side am I? I don't know what side I'm on anymore, but like, I'm like, I don't even know how to feel, but I thought Kevin Adams for, for what the job that he had to do today, I thought he did as best he could. I thought he did an awesome job with answering those questions. I agree. And I'm going to let Al take it uh, on this next, uh, on what he thought of Kevin Adams say, but I agree when you, you know, the Sabres always talk about reaching a new low Sabres. Twitter always talks about reaching a new low. When you're judging whether you take Jack Eichel's side or management side, that might be the newest of lows, Al. <sighs> I mean, looking into, I know we had Wake covering this press conference today with Kevin Adams. I mean, he, he, he was quoted in saying, Terry and Kim, they've put a lot of work into this organization. Have they? I mean, what do they do? What but do- devil's advocate, what else should he say, though? Like, I, like, I, like I get it. I know that Sabre Twitter wants him to go up to the podium and say the Pagulas have been a joke. From this day, we're going to go brick by brick, and we are going to rebuild this organization, and we're going to do it on grit, toughness, ability, skill, and we're going to build from the bottom up, yada, yada, yada. Of course everyone wants to say that. He's got to go back to his billionaire owners and, like, show face. So I get – so some people are saying puppet. Some people are saying lying. I think lying is, like, a ridiculous thing to say that Kevin Adams did in his press conference today. So, Melody, you seem to, you know, be overall positive about it. What, Like, what led you to that feeling? Just basically his blatant honesty, his upfrontness, and kind of the way he attacked the Eichel situation? Yeah, I think so. Like, like I don't even know if I'm necessarily positive about it. I just, like, I don't – I guess I just don't know where I stand with it anymore. Um, I don't know, like – if if what Kevin Adams is saying is true and they've just gone through all their doctors and all their doctors are like, you know, the top doctors you can ask for, then I guess where I'm confused is like, well, what's Jack's problem? Why is Jack so like for the surgery that the doctors seem to be like, you know, maybe not so keen on, you know what I mean? So that's kind of where I'm confused. Like, I guess I just don't know where I'm at anymore. I'm, <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, who, who there, there, hasn't, <clears throat> there hasn't been an injury that, it, that caused such an earthquake in the Sabres fan base since Jay McKee in, in the Eastern oh, Conference Finals in 2006. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you have half of the side saying, I know so-and-so who had neck, you know, injury, and they always, like, said rehab was the way to go because a lot of these, you know, surgeries with neck are experimental. And then, you know, you have a young guy like Jack who probably wants to get back as soon as possible. He probably wants to get back skating, probably wants to get back in the thick of things, even if it's with the Sabres, even if it's not. Just being a young guy, let's face it, your mindset is always go, go, go. So he's probably thinking that it's very tough, and they're they're definitely dragging us apart now. At this point, if you're Jack Eichel, you're pulling the Scottie Pippen. It's going to be October. <laughs> he's going to be having that surgery then, just like Scotty did for the Chicago Bulls in that one season where he obviously it's a completely different situation with Pippen and Eichel. But that's where that's I could see it going down that path. Or now he has the surgery. We're supposed to be playing for the Buffalo Sabres. So, you, so you're you're saying, for lack of a better term, and shout out to Outlet Liquor, the sponsor, Jack Eichel doesn't want to fuck his summer up. 
<laughs> that's Spot basically on. what you're saying. Could be a big wedding that's summer, bachelor on. party summer. Yeah. Dude, this is terrible. <laughs> Melody, any other takeaways from, from any exit days? I know we had we it was really like a tale of two days. You had Monday, which was kind of the grizzled vets who have been in the saber system for five plus years. Nobody could blame them for being pretty demoralized. It's the end of the year. You're recapping another losing season. All tied to this organization for basically at least two to three years into the future. And they're ecstatic. They're ready to go for another year. They're fired up from under Don Granado. Well, well anything that stuck out to you uh, besides obviously the Eichel comments, which were an earthquake to Sabres Twitter. Um, I mean, obviously like with Eichel came Reinhardt too. Like I wasn't really expecting him to be as like, you know, very like, oh, I don't know about. I thought with his goal, he's going to be pumped up. Like, even if he is going to free agency, even if he is going somewhere, a great year for him. Exactly, yeah. And I just, I, I guess, I just wasn't expecting like his, his kind of like more downer attitude. Like, I don't know what I was expecting from him, but like, wasn't that? Um, but I did like what I heard from um, the younger guys. You know, cousin Stalin, Middlestat. Um, hopefully, they're not like you know the new core. You know, the new. Hopefully Dylan Cousins isn't like our first. It, 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 it was a little scary how it lined up, like potentially guys that could be gone in the next couple months to a year and a half. And then the second day was all guys that are basically tied here for, for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird timing. I thought, but yeah. Sometimes I just wish like, like, are they that transparent now? Are they that transparent? Like they couldn't sprinkle a Jack Eichel and then a Dylan Cousins right after. And then the next day put a Reinhardt and a Darlene. Like, I feel like, just right off the bat, that would have made a lot more sense. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Maniac, we know the Buffalo Sabres social media team isn't that good. I mean, what Dude, Reinhardt, Reinhardt, because uh, Melody put it best. Reinhardt was literally, that that caught people off guard, that he was so demoralized. That was kind of like the first punch, right? And then, yep. and then Eichel was the knockout. Eichel was literally like, oh, you thought there was any doubt, like, to what's going on here? Like, no. Like I'm not, I'm talking about, I might not be playing here in six months. Like, but, ma- but Maniac and Melody, this is like year after year after year now. Like there's, but just, this is, this is not like a volcanic explosion though. Yeah. Like Eichel oh. has never voiced like outright displeasure. I put, po- I posted those messages. He was pumped up for the Housley era. He was, he was relatively happy for the Kruger era. I mean, we can go back and revisionist history and we can say these guys are like, you know, have been trapped in a terrible system, but Eichel is on the record when he, when Housley took over, when Kruger took over, he was verbally like supportive. I understand that. You're right. From a verbal perspective, yes. But like there would be games late in the season last year, two years ago, where he's just out of it. You could see how frustrated he is in the bench, you know, hitting a stick against the boards, against the goalposts. Like you could tell he's just, he had, you're right, verbally, no. But when he's been on the ice, emotionally, you and oh, his demeanor is always terrible. His, his demeanor is anti-captain. I, I love Jack Eichel, and I think he could have sent to the role of a leading captain on this team still. He could still do it, and he could still lead this team to the parents, I'm saying, but there's no doubting that his demeanor is something that the critics often attack, Melody, because it's just something that's it, – it's one of his yeah. weaknesses. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, sure, definitely sure. not like the Chris Drury kind of – Oh, no, Chris Drury gets hit by a puck. He's back in two minutes. And I'm not saying Eichel wouldn't be back in two minutes, but – I mean, yeah, you're right. It's just a completely different thing. Suffalo Babers. Reinhardt looked like me after the 1999 Stanley Cup Finals, and then we have an even longer shot, which might be depressing. If Reinhardt resigns, I'll get an iHeart Eakin tattoo, which is, you know, <laughs> that's like Buffalo Sabres sort of diving off the deep end. Speaking of diving off the deep end, it's about time, folks. 
Oh, you know no. you've wanted to hear from him since these, these end-of-the-year pressers have gone. Dwayne, the floor is yours for the next 90 seconds, my friend. I'm keeping track. Just 90 seconds? <laughs> um, no, nah, thanks for having me on. Um, you know, I think I got a lot of my yelling and indifference out over the last 24 hours. Um, people looked at Jack Eichel's comments as all negative. Um, and yeah, there's like, it was like 90% negative, but he did. There was, there were some shreds of positive in there where he said he didn't, he didn't flat out say, no, I've requested a trade. We found out today from Kevin Evans. He hasn't requested a trade. Um, secondly, that he flat out also said that if he understands this is a business and if the Sabres decide that he is still best for business, that he will continue to be the captain of this team. Um, also, I just don't see, and I, you know, I know people disagree with that. I don't see Jack Eichel getting traded this off season. Um, strictly because of two, two things, his value is low right now. Um, the injury hurts his value a lot. Um, and then obviously the comments made not just by himself, but by Kevin Adams today, kind of, you know, also fueling that little bit of a fire that's still there. That's that that's still there. It is still there. Um, is just going to devalue him even more. And with Kevin Adams being in an experienced GM and obviously having the Ryan O'Reilly trade, even though he had nothing to do with that, that looms over the organization as being single-handedly one of the worst trades in NHL history as per what the result of it was. You had Berglund dip out on you. You had you know, Saboka just to contribute absolutely nothing to this organization. Tage Thompson ends up being, you know, arguably a bottom six player, maybe an, an AHL player. You know, I don't see him ever cracking consistently a top six role. Um, and then Ryan Johnson, the defenseman that used the pick, um, that's, you know, still a lot, lot left to be seen there, but you'll, you'll, you'll never justify that trade. So with all that looming, you can't miss on a Jack Eichel trade. You cannot, you know, shit the bed on a Jack Eichel trade. You just can't. Um, so right now his value isn't there. It just isn't mm-hmm. unless you, unless you get into a bidding war between a couple different teams who are willing, who just want him that much. You wait until ne- you wait until next year to trade Jack Eichel mid season, kind of like the way when Vanek was traded, we didn't really see that coming. It happened late at night and you got a, you got a King's ransom for him. You really did. You think you got two first and Matt Molson, who at the time was a 30 goal scorer. Um, and, and, you know, th- and that's the way you should do it because he'll be 100%. Chances are he'll be having a great season because if, at, you know, just me and a, a, somebody who's played hockey his entire life and has coached, you can see when people are more, like, see a competitive drive in, in certain players. Jack Eichel has a competitive drive. He wants to get out there. The reason why this is all happening is because he doesn't want to wait for a six-month rehab, which is yeah, what this totally will take. Totally fair. Which is what this will take. This will be a six-month rehab if they take the Sabres route. Meaning he's not going to get on the ice until, you know, possibly training camp. Which he, you know, I know for a fact he trains with Adam Oates in the offseason. You know, Hall of Famer. Guy's one of the best skaters that ever lived. He he, he does a lot. He puts a lot of work in in the offseason. I remember last season when the, when, when, when the season ended, he flat out said, day one of X-Nerves, yep, I'm already training for next season. That's who Jack Eichel is. He is always striving to get to the next level. People talk about his lack of leadership. Find me another player who would have played with all of the ailments that he did over the last two seasons. He, I, You could tell from day one he was still hurt. 
I mean, I could tell from on the power play from sitting in his spot, the same spot Ovechkin likes to sit in. His shot wasn't there. You 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 get all your power when you take as a as a forward or as a defenseman. You take all your power. It comes up from your legs, straight up through your hips, through your core. The shot power wasn't there. The zip on his shot, the accuracy wasn't there from day one. So you could tell he was injured from day one. And then you find out that's that that core injury that he had last year is still lingering now. You pile that on top of now the 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 the, the herniated disc. You pile that on top of the bum ankle that you know happened against New Jersey. And then obviously the fractured rib that we found about found out not too long ago. <laughs> the guy, the guy is a broken man. He's playing at 65%. And he still had 18 points in 21 games. Absolutely. He was, he, he, nobody, he, nobody can deny Eichel's doing his job before 90 seconds becomes 90 minutes here. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about I'll talk Yeah, about I know. I, that's the thing. I know you're ready to run wild, so I got to contain you. That's okay. Melody, with all that said, exactly what Dwayne just said, what does GMKA do this offseason? I couldn't agree more. Eichel's value could not be lower right now. To trade him, I think, would be an absolute mistake. You talk about a King's Ransom, Dwayne, with a midseason trade. I'm looking back at another midseason trade that we got reminded about recently, where we dealt Steve Ott and Ryan Miller to the Blues about yeah. over half a decade ago. I don't think we're looking back on that one very fondly. I think we look back, maybe we should have yeah. kept Miller with all the goaltending issues we had. So yeah. with all that taken into account, with his value being all time low, Melody, what are you seeing at that juncture? What what are you looking for from GMKA this offseason? Yeah, I mean, like, I I think I agree that there should be no reason that the Sabres should trade Jack Eichel with, like, you know, being where he is only playing, you know, however many games, 20-something games. Um, and with all these injuries, like, like Dwayne said, like, his value is as low as it probably will be in his career. You know what I mean? And so you're not going to get GMs, like, you know, knocking the door down. I mean, you might, but... It's not going to be. If they're like, smart, they would. I mean, is, yeah, because this now is the time to call on him for sure. If you were going to call on Jack Eichel right now, is the time. Yeah, but you're not going to get like the kind of offer that that okay. at least I would imagine that you know maybe you would have gotten at the end of last year when he went on like his ridiculous like 17 game point streak and and all that stuff. So, like, if you trade Jack Eichel, like, I can't imagine you're getting something like significant that would be worth it in my opinion. And unless you know, unless someone's going to go nuts on him, but. I and then and then what? Like, let's say you trade him. Like, what's next season gonna look like? Like, who who's coming back in the trade? You know what I mean? So, are is like I said, is, is Dylan Cousins and Casey Middlestack gonna be your your one two? You know, I Not, I wouldn't want that for the young guys. If you trade Jack Eichel, you're getting a center back. I would hope so, but you, you, you know, you, wait. If there's a player you trade right now whose value has never been higher, it's Sam Reinhart. His value yeah. has never been higher than it is right now. He's an RFA, which helps you. Because obviously that that team will still control his rights going into uh, you know RFA status, um, but he, like that's a, that's a trade I suggested, and I know it's not the most popular trade, but I threw just threw out there just to see what people just to gauge what people thought. Oh no, Sean Monahan and a pick for Sam Reinhart. Sean Monahan's a top. He's been playing hurt, and he had didn't have the greatest season last year, but. Calgary's been a dumpster fire too. Look what Sam Bennett's done in Florida since they traded him down there. A guy who never lived up to expectations, and now he's lighting it up down in Florida. Um, I think a change of senior for a guy like Sean Menahan will be a good. And when you already know you're losing Sam Reinhart, 
that doesn't do you any favors in terms of a trade when it comes to negotiations. Um, the whole league knows you're losing Sam Reinhardt. That you're going to trade him, like you know that that you lose leverage right there in itself. So you know some people liked it, some people didn't. But like shot Sam Reinhardt right now, if you were to trade him tomorrow to a non-playoff contender or non-playoff team, he gets you a very good return. Al, try and get Eichel and Reinhardt to the West Coast if you're doing it over the next year. No, no brainer, right? No brainer. Well, no I, brainer. I'm just and look, I'm and just and saying. Look at, when, when I heard Eichel to the Bruins today, I almost had a cataclysmic no. attack. I don't even know what the word <laughs> no, cataclysmic no, means. No, I, mean, no, I could just no. easily. I already see what's happening with Hall. I don't need to see anymore. I I'll like, like we saw it with Daniel Paye like ten years ago, dude. If I see Ooh. Eichel go to the Bruins and become a flawless 110 point per game player per season i'm literally gonna have an attack Dude, I, I saw you bring it up i saw like who are the, the favorites right now to land Eichel? i think it's the rangers at like plus 250 i was looking at something today i think boston was like the third or fourth team down but yeah you're right it's no freaking brainer you don't want to see him playing anywhere in the east anywhere in the east if you're if you have a brain kevin adams get him, yeah get him so far away LA. you should so never LA. see him more than once every two to three years for sure LA. if you hear about him then you hear about him yeah. LA would be a very good option. They have Quentin Byfield. Um, I know Rick Carpinello from the Athletic with the Rangers. You know, he tweeted out yesterday that in a in a Jack Eichel scenario with the Rangers, right away Lafreniere, Adam Fox, and Capocacco are off the table. Well, like if they're off the table, then I'm hanging up the phone. Like, like you're not going to get a top five center in the league and one of the best players in the world for your B players. Like yeah. you want to talk about Lafreniere and Keandre Miller? Yeah, I'm listening to that. Um, obviously Adam Fox is, you know, probably the Norris, tra- Norris trophy winner this season. Um, without a doubt, but you know, if we're talking those two guys, yeah, I'm listening. Even though Lafreniere didn't really have a, a standout rookie season. Uh, nobody really played that well. His, on that his, his analytics, by the way, are basically an exact mirror of Dylan Cousins. I, I know a lot of people are saying Fre- Lafreniere is playing better in the second half of the year. He was struggling in the first half for sure. But mm-hmm. basically, if you could trade Eichel and get a Dylan Cousins back, again, not optimal. But if you're losing, if you're losing an Eichel no matter what, then, you know, I don't know. And here's the thing. If you do wait until next season – to make that deal halfway in and you still, again, no matter what you make that deal next year, Eichel's value is higher than, than it is now because he's healthy and he's probably having a great season, but just off out of, you know, hell freezes over, say hell freezes over, Uh-oh. you know, birds are flying out of Melody's butt. You know, we have my know, Melody's butt. Why not my butt? Why can't I have birds? I'm, I'm still butt? mad at you that you got your hair cut. So, okay, um, Amherst yeah. Alehouse, get there. Yeah. So hell freezes over, and the Sabres are making a playoff push. Maybe Jack Eichel looks at this whole situation a lot differently. Maybe Jack Eichel is wants to stay. Well, guess what? You just saved your franchise center and convinced him by playing well. Because personally, I, I mean, maybe Melody is indifferent here, but at the end of this season, I was very, very optimistic for one reason and one reason only. Because you finally had depth down the middle. You had Jack Eichel. True. Sam Reinhart is playing phenomenally at center. Dylan Cousins, Casey Middleton. That is center ice depth. And that is the most important position on any hockey team that's successful and wins the Stanley Cup. Look at Chicago. Look at LA. Look at uh, Tampa Bay. You know, all those teams. That was the one consistent thing. They had at least three scoring lines with three centers 
who were consistent and always putting up points, uh, whether it's goals or assists, doesn't matter. We have that with those three, with those four. We haven't had that since Breer and Jury. Hey, speaking of three lines that can score in three centers, Melody, how about our avalanche? Let's go. Well, Let's before go. we get the avalanche, <laughs> I, I agree. I couldn't agree more Absolutely. with the avalanche, but real quick, I, I had this to share. I, I reached out to our friend Anthony at, at, over at, uh, you know, him, him and Chad in, in the lab doing a, a mock offseason. Based on the talk so far from everything that happened, this is Anthony's mock offseason and 2021 lineup. So you see some big moves here. Uh, Dwayne, you talked about Reinhardt going out, going out West Calgary sends him and Olafson for Kachuk then sends Eichel to LA. So this is the West coast that we're talking about. Again, you don't want to, nobody wants Reinhardt and Eichel to leave. I think we all agree on that on this card. And if they would all agree to go forward with the Buffalo Sabres full throttle, we all want that. But based on the talk and speculation, Eichel to LA for Byfield, Thomas Brown in a 2021 first, you get rid of wrist line into the West. You get Millen to Pittsburgh for a fourth. I think he just wants to get rid of Miller. But you look at the lineup for the Sabres next season. He did say that you might have to get rid of Olafson, And this is with the Seattle Kraken taking Tage Thompson. So that would be kind of uh, brutal, I got to be honest. Because Tage Coin has never been hired, Dwayne. <laughs> Tage Coin, Yes, I love it. Um, yeah, Uh I like I like that whole scenario. Obviously, I'm a big Jack Eichel guy. I don't want to see Jack leave. So if he has to leave, I am 150% fine with that return. You're getting the second overall pick in this past year's draft. You're getting a solid, solid two-way player in Dustin Brown and a first-round pick, and not to mention Akil Thomas. Sign me up for that all day, twice on Sunday. Wrist aligning for a second. <laughs> Winnipeg's overpaying, if you ask me. Um, I think if you ask Sabres Twitter, wrist line for a second, that might be the first ever poll in Twitter history to get a thousand votes and be a hundred percent. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, I think Mers, uh, Elvis would cost you a little bit more than that. Personally, I think Elvis is a great goaltender. I think he's the better out of the two. Uh, which I'm, but I'm fine with overpaying a little bit for a guy like Mers Lincoln's. Um, re-sign Olmark agree if the price is right, because I'm an advocate of not paying goalies a whole lot of money. Um, especially with ones with injury history, I cap out at paying a goalie $6 million at most, um, too, too much, too much proof in, in history that you can win without an elite goaltender. Ask Montreal how it's going with carry price, but Brodsky getting paid $10 million a year. He's not even starting in Florida. Uh, re-sign McCabe. If, if Jack leaves, you put the C on McCabe. Um, I, I agree. I, a lot of people like, are already putting it on cousins. I'm like, no, he has McCabe. one, like I get, he's had, he's had three fights, but like, let him like, let him McCabe. be just like a supportive guy. hundred percent McCabe. You don't want to put that type of pressure on a guy, like a 19 year old kid, like Dylan cousins. Absolutely not. Uh, Savard, I would overpay for him too. Cause that brings you a lot of stability and uh veteran leadership to your blue line, which again, it's been lacking for a while. Um, you know, and, you know, people looked at Bogosian as that guy, but I mean, Bogosian was just never in the lineup. So uh, I, I love that. I love that entire, that, that, that entire, Anthony is really solid with that kind of stuff. So, you know, of course, I'm, not, not I'm his first good. time, not his last no. time. So shout out to Anthony and Chad at the crew over there. But let me just ask you guys one question before we wrap the Sabres talk and Al get into our avalanche. Uh, you know, I think if you ask Sabres Twitter last year, what's one move that, 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 GMKA can make this offseason that you would love. I'm going to be honest. I think it would be Taylor Hall on a negotiable one-year deal. 
I think they would have loved that last offseason, and it happened. So, with all that taken into account, we can start with Dwayne, go Melody, Al. What's one thing you would like to see GM Kevin Adams do this offseason? Uh, Melody first? Uh, um, okay, I'll start. Yeah, oh, um, I, thought, I wasn't sure what he said. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, for me, <laughs> I just want Risto gone, if I'm being completely honest. like I think that's fair. I'll I'll take what we can get for Risto. I mean, like, assuming you can keep, um, you know, Eichel and Reinhardt here for at least one more year. And like Dwayne said, you know, I if we can kind of make some kind of playoff, if, even if not a playoff push, just like somewhat competitive, um, especially when you see like guys like Cousins and and Middlestad and like those younger guys kind of showing that they can be impact players. So then if you add everyone else in healthy Olmark back, you know, just like maybe some minor moves, like maybe bolster up the D group a little bit. But yeah, if I'm if I'm doing anything, it's probably trading Risto. Dueno? Um, the move I want to see most, uh, just because I just I I know just from um I know just obviously from his comments and just from other sources, uh close to the subject, which you know I'm not gonna reveal. Uh Reinhardt's done in Buffalo. He's done. Um you, you trade him and you get as much as you possibly can for him. And right now you literally cannot get a higher return than you can you know, this fair. week. One this year week. deal, career year. Yep. And, you know, he, he is a good two-way player. Um, I would love to keep him. I've been, a, I've, I've always said I was never willing to pay Sam Reinhart over $7 million a year because if you play on Jack Eichel's uh, right side, I expect a guy to score 80 points. You know, that, it's just the way it is. When you when you have a guy as talented as Jack Eichel, you want your top line putting up those kind of points. And, and Sam Reinhart never did that. He was a 55, 65-point guy. If I'm I agree. A, that, se- if a I, second line center changes yeah, things, which is what you're saying, right? 150% willing to pay him that kind of money to be my second line center because that changes the entire dynamic of this team. That's what, like, you know – all those people at this, oh, this team's not going anywhere fast. I'm like, do you not realize like the makeup and the build of a hockey team, how you're supposed to build a hockey team. You build it through the middle of your lineup. You get those positions sorted out first. If you do that, it's a quicker path to being successful. The Sabres had that lined up. And of course this happens because if there's one thing the Buffalo Sabres have done, they are the living embodiment of why you never, ever, ever, ever say, well, it can't get worse than this because they <laughs> find a way they find a way. And it's just, you know, they've made it, they've made it an art form, man. You know, they don't just make, they just don't make a headline, they make a controversial and they, they set it on fire. <laughs> so. Most definitely. Well, thank you very much. Dwayne No problem. Good luck tonight. Oh, yeah, I got a big game. Big tilt at 8.30 with Greg Day, friend of the program. Big tilt uh, for the Heart Foundation. Yeah, make sure you all tune in uh, soon to a, uh episode of Two Goalies, One Mike. I, Melody, I'd actually like to have you on there if you're interested. Uh, we're going to do a commemorative episode to Ryan Miller, and I'm trying my hardest to work on possibly getting a former teammate on with us as well. We'll wow. see how that goes. Um, I'm not sure on a date when that will be. Um, right now, this week just doesn't seem right. I don't feel like people want to, you know, it's perfect you know, timing. Turn people yeah. around the Sabres, just like yeah. you did with your, with your, with your Sabres watch along when he did the playoff game. That was awesome. And uh, I, I, I get messages at least once a week asking guys, asking when we're going to do something like that again. I already know Rob Ray's back on board. He wants to do it again. Um, 
Barnaby. Get ready, get ready to do the Senators Sabers fight from 20, 2007. That's that rates itself. Right. That's the most requested one, but I feel like that's the one. If I were to get those all guy, like pull all those guys, and because I Peters has responded to me, um, I know, like I said, I know I can get Ray and Barnaby. I, uh, that's the one. I feel like they're probably tired of looking back on <laughs> because it's just like you know we always talk about that, and um, you know, but you know, I'd love to do that. Um, it was a lot of fun looking back on the better days, uh, no pun intended, and uh, it's just. You know, we'll again, we'll see what happens, but definitely I think next week is probably more appropriate to do a Ryan Miller commemorative episode. So look for that then. Melody, I'd love to have you on with us. Um, and like I said, I'm working on possibly getting a former teammate of his on with us as well. I'm not going to say any names, but it's in the works. All right. It's in the works. Well, thank you very much, Train of Me. Keep it tuned there. Absolutely, guys. You enjoy your night. Cool Good night savers. Now. And as we go down the stretch right here, shout out everybody tuning in, following on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, and MySpace. You never know. We found positives with the same universe, but we're hey, going to – What would you do? What would you do? Oh, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm blowing it. I'm blowing it. No, the Kevin Adams. What about – no, no. <laughs> hey, I want to give my take on Kevin Adams real quick. Oh, I, I one, you on your Kevin one, Adams take. I'm sorry. Agree with Melody. Get rid of Risto. Two. Have two goalies that have two functioning eyes. Back <laughs> two up functioning eyes is so huge. I can't like, even literally get it. Bring back Allmark, please. Make sure we have solid goaltending. Three, and the final one, bring back the owners of the old Washington Square and have them set up their own restaurant slash booth, whatever, inside the Key Bank Library. Wings inside the arena. Wings inside yes. the arena is an instant win. Let's face it. If there is a, if there's nothing left on the table for the Sabres to go to, but Wings in the arena right away. Sorry, man. You're going to go. It's all good. No, because now it's time to break down with the number one Joe Sackick fan, a slash Sabres fan of all time. We've got the Avalanche. Melody, you taking a look at, at the Western Conference? I mean, how pumped are you for these NHL playoffs? I'm ready for it. I will tell you, though, like – the Avalanche have kind of annoyed me this season. Oh, you really you're, you're, you are before, and I have to cut you off there. I cut people off every show multiple times, but I have to cut you off right there. You are barking up degenerate Al's tree because nobody has been as frustrated, as upset, as constantly worried about the Colorado Avalanche. He's sending me tweets from the beat writers every night because we got it, folks. We are riding the Colorado Avalanche. We locked him in. Al's got him on some tickets as much as eight, eight and a half, nine to one. Yep. I've got him at the same. We've got him down to four and a half to one along with some other parties. But Melody, with that taken into account, and obviously their struggles all season, and McKinnon, most importantly, not 100% right now, which is the thing that worries me and Al the most, what are you thinking heading into these playoffs? Well, I mean, what I was going to say was the abs irritate me because I can't, I can't stand those blue pants. They're horrible. Like... <laughs> Like I just I, I, I haven't sent Maniac that tweet. <laughs> I th- I mean that's mainly the only thing. I still have them winning the cop. I'm still let's I'm still go. I, 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 Melody, Melody, I almost, if I, they if they are in a cup clinching game, me and Al Al and I will throw whatever party you want anywhere, and we and we will rock out for the Avalanche if they are I, in a I'm cup ready. clinching game. Got my hey. Joe Stacking jersey ready once the playoffs start, so I'm good to go. Love it, love it. I, I'm telling you right now, when I saw that tweet come out today about McKinnon, I almost lost it because you're in a year where does home ice matter that much 
There's a President's Cup. So iffy. It's so iffy. There's a President's Cup trophy curse, too. So, like, I don't understand why you had to play McKinnon against Vegas when he was banged up. Sit him the final three games. Get him ready for game one. What happens? McKinnon's banged up, plays against Vegas, gets hurt again. And you have Bednar today talking uh, in, the, in his press conference saying uh, it's it's questionable now. He might not be ready for game one. It's I'm sorry, Maniac. That is – McKinnon is so yeah, crucial but, for that team. But, but let's matter. face it. Well, what happened last year, Al, in the playoffs, a, a stud team went in that was a favorite the whole way, and they didn't have their superstar. And what happened? It's different. They, they wrote – it is – I love that topic. It is different. Every year is different. There is no transitive property in sports, and that's the best part about sports. You can't say, you know, so-and-so team beat this team, so they can beat this team. You can always talk about it, but you can't. But, Melody, with that taken into account, I mean, I'm most worried about Grubauer. This guy's, you know, he's obviously got a number of shutouts on the year, but he's just coming off, you know, the health issues. He did have a shutout when he came back, but – is this a guy that can literally get hot and, and dominate in the playoffs, you think? I think so. I think anyone can. But, yeah, no, I definitely think he can for sure. Okay. Well, I'm confident. I'm confident. I, I'm, very, I'm just overly confident, I think. It's all about these matchups yeah, yeah. tonight, right, Al? So we got the uh, – we got the – Tonight, uh, tonight we, have, we, we, we have, have the Knights versus the Sharks. Sharks in San Jose, two nine, two nine o'clock puck drops. You have the Knights. They're minus 220 on the road taking on San Jose. And then at 9 p.m. you have – the Kings traveling to Colorado. Um, I look great in this photo. Look at look at <laughs> look at me looking freaking awesome. Uh, yeah, and then, so 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 how funny is this? That that picture <laughs> that picture of me is probably the longest my hair. It is, it is, it is. And that's you with the haircut, which it's is it's a great narrative flip. I love it. Absolutely. It really is. So and we've talked we've been talking about this all season, these first round matchups. So we talked about how the Colorado Avalanche right now have have a clear path to the president's trophy. They can clinch the number one spot overall in the NHL if they win the next two games, regardless yeah. whether it's OT or anything. So if the Knights lose tonight, does that open up the window to where they could like lose an OT and win on the next game and still get it? Yes. There's so okay, there's, okay. I just want to make sure. So we have something on this Knights game. It's not just, you know, like because Knights are only minus 195 or so, or minus 220, you said, right? Yeah, so if the Knights... Okay, that, that's not... That, we've seen minus 220s lose before. We I, I cannot recall last time I saw minus 340 lose. That is true. So the Knights... Yeah, you're right. You're, that is very correct. So the Knights right now are two points up on Colorado. Yeah. So okay. we... And we and Colorado owns the tiebreaker. Gotcha. And we have a game gotcha. in hand. That's why if they went out... They controlled their own destiny. They needed to win the final five games in a row. And they needed to beat Vegas, and they've done that. So, and I still, Melody, I don't know if you know much about this situation. And I've asked Maniac, I've asked other people. The Knights. Vegas is playing with fifteen people due to a cap issue. Are they really? I didn't know that. So I, lo- I looked into it more when you were when you asked me about it because I'm like, how the fuck is this possible? They had their salary cap. They only had guys down on the on the farm that they would have right. called up that would have put them over the cap. Based on their injuries, someone got injured last game, so they're going to be back. They're going to be back to a, a full lineup come playoffs, as of right now. So, so come playoffs, you're just going to add. So you're going to have eighteen. No, gonna no, 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 because because of the injuries, because like the injured oh. guy is on the salary cap. You know what I mean? So like when they're looking at someone to call up, they basically like not to not selling us. They're going for it, dude. They are literally strapped to the cap. They do not have a dollar to call up somebody from, uh, you know, okay. from the farm. So that 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 that's what sc- that scared me more because you were talking about it the other day. I'm like, wow, if they're rolling 15 deep in the playoffs, like they're gonna be screwed. They were outshot 
seven to one over the last ten minutes of that game against against Colorado uh, on uh, on what was it Tuesday? No, no, no Monday. I'm Monday, sorry, yeah. on Monday. Monday. So think about that. Over the last ten minutes, one shot on that, and it was with a man advantage with one minute left. So there's a little there's a little maniac analytics, a little fancy stats for you there following at home, but. So what you're saying is, so Vegas will have a full team come play. Yes, they right? will have a full team. Okay. With the, with, they don't have any injuries though. So think about that. If the injuries start kicking up again for Vegas, they're gonna be in a lot of trouble. And what happens in the playoffs and the physicality steps up, the intensity steps up. And let's face it, where's that NHL Stanley Cup commercial? We always know there comes out once a year, and it's always the best commercial. It's typically not a lot of audio. There's like typically just breathing and looking at like the cup. Melody, I mean, are you pumped for that? I'm pumped for it. Oh, of course. Of course. I, I love those commercials. Okay. So, Melody, Melody got to ask you, you like Colorado out west. Obviously, it's a weird year where it could be a western team versus a western team or an east versus an east team. Who, what's your Stanley Cup prediction? I know you obviously like the abs. Who's the other team you like getting there? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I, I'm – like I, I just – I'm so off with, like you said, with the whole like who could play in the in the finals yeah. thing. Um. I know they've been playing in the North division, but I don't want to have to worry about Toronto. Um, um, and so I, I mean, if, if they just lose in the first round, like they always do, then we're fine. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of like some of the teams in our division. Um, Pittsburgh's kind of been hot. Yes. Um, you know, our I think, division has been hot. Yeah. So yeah, I think you, anyone, had, you could take anyone in our division and yeah, that first round you have Pittsburgh versus the Islanders capitals Bruins. I mean, those are going to yeah. be two great series. Those are going to be that. awesome. Yeah. And look at oh, that. Yeah. First, first round, you're going to have the Capitals or Bruins gone. Yeah. In the playoff picture, right? right. So come, come round three of these playoffs, it is going to be a full reset with the way that these conferences, divisions, yada, yada, yeah. are working out, mass mutual division, everything of the sort. We are going down the stretch here. Train wreck tonight, 203 with Melody and Martin. We uh, we got a little we got a little uh, general topics though here Al. First and most importantly for our potential wing reviews season 4. We season 3 already fully filmed. Chicken wing shortage across the nation. Are you kidding me? I don't yeah, I heard about that. I've heard some rumors. So I feel like this uh, always comes up once a year to be honest. I, I typically think it's around the Super Bowl or March Madness which kind of lines up with the timing now just a little bit delayed. But the news stories I was reading on this is that it's similar to like you know, other restaurant workers or other employees, like they're having trouble getting their factory lines like back in order, you know, with everything the way it is. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, prices are going to be skyrocketing. Yeah. A single order soon enough is going to be like 1699. <laughs> if a, like if a single order comes anywhere close to $20, I might give up on the wing game. I might go full fingers. <laughs> I don't know. You, you got to admit, it's already been creeping up to what you've seen 11, 12 99. Well, like, the thing you see now is that you see doubles, like somehow getting to 30 bucks. Like how the hell did that happen? Like yeah. when did that, like when did, when did it go from like 12, 24 to 14, 31? Like, I don't know what the hell these combos are going. <laughs> Melody, you got to go to spot for wings. Um, not, not really. Like I'm, I'm pretty open to anywhere. Um, I could, do, I could do you have a geographically anything. like close place that's like your go-to like I know Al and I like like I lived close to a place called Pizza Inn in Clarence and like and that was a go-to spot for me obviously Al it was a little closer to the Sheridan Hill area <laughs> yeah I mean like I, I I was gonna say I could be lame and say Duff's just because I live pretty close to the location Duff. is everything I got it I got you know a place right down the street from me for food I'm not gonna name it but I go there hey, a lot more often than I would the cheek to Vegas Duff's 
Uh, the the Amherst one. Uh, the oh, okay. Ooh, yeah. All right. All right. In your face, Al. All right, spare me. We got we we do briefly. We did mention earlier. We got a new UB coach for football. Mo. Guys, presser was Mo was pretty inspirational. His presser, Melody. I think if you're looking for maybe a little of that attention to throw from the Sabers, let's get into UB football this year because I think they'll still be a top three or four odds wise for for MAC title this year, Al. Yeah, I mean he's been. I mean immediately, what did he do right when he got as head coach? Contacted everybody. So many players went to the portal. Luckily, been able to make some saves. He was the co-defensive coordinator for Michigan for what, a hundred days. So he went for the Cowboys, DB coach, goes to Michigan, and 100 days later, good night now, Michigan. I'm heading to UB, the head coach, for the first time. That's pretty amazing. Moving on up. I, I could be worried about his Kevin Adams-esque rise within the organization, but <laughs> Melody, if we can do one thing, I know we can't get you a 1,000% positive on the Sabres right now. We got to get you into UB football because this could be another entertaining year. We got some good games in the beginning, and there could be some busy. Have you been to a UB football game, Melody? Not putting you on the spot here. Yeah, no, I, I haven't been to one since the Khalil Mack days. Okay, um, but my dad went to UB, so he gets all the alumni deals and stuff. And oh hell yeah, we're we're gonna be rocking out in the event. Al, I feel like we're gonna be in the special events lot this year. That's that's a lock. Okay, let's yep. go, let's go. And Al, we have anything else before shoutouts? No, I think that's it. I mean, I know one topic I wanted to bring up earlier when we were talking about the Bills schedule. I know we got the the crowd assist podcast, the cap coming up next, breaking down the Bills schedule. The Bills over-under has now shifted from 10.5 to 11 wins. Woo! Um, that's big. The, that's big. At the Creek, 11 wins is plus 115 for the over, minus 139 for the under. So a lot of money coming in on that Bills over 10.5. Very big. So let's get the shout-outs going. I'll tee them off, then we can go Melody, and then we can go Al. Huge shout-out to our friends at Seneca One. Huge May for them so far. They got the Buffalo Blue Jays news that they'll be in business there. They're figuring out kinds of plans, hosting, all kinds of stuff there. Stay tuned for more details on Trainwreck Sports and that. And also, I mean, Al, we went in there whew, a year ago, and we were like, this bar is amazing. The Sopranos bar at yep. Seneca One is finally open to the general public. Let's go. Oh, I'm fired up. We'll be there very shortly. Melody, what do you got? You shouting at anybody? Yeah, I'm going to shout Your dad out. who records everything? What's that? I said your dad who records all your stuff? My mom does actually. Oh, your mom. I'm sorry. Mother's yeah, Day. Yeah, I mean, I right can out. definitely give a shout out to my mom. Um, but I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Steve Dangle from Sportsnet. Um, he's He shouted me out in his Dang It's video today. And I was fangirling pretty hard about that. I've been watching this guy's videos forever. So I've been riding pretty high all day because of that. That's awesome, Ellie. Congrats. Thank you. I'm going to shout out everyone that's making their way to the Amherst Ale House. I'm serious, people. Melody, you know the deal. Hopefully, you can make it up there. Bring the whole fam. I'm telling you right now, it is use the secret code Sabres Stanley Cup 2022 to run up Maniac's bill for breaking promises and cutting his hair. Folks, broken promises are a part of life, but shout out to, to Melody for making Steve's page there. Steve underscore Dangle. Check out that video. I actually hate the Buffalo Sabres. We hope that we've toned down that hate a little bit, and we've given Melody some optimism heading into the offseason. But huge shout out to everybody tuning in on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, SoundCloud, Twitter, Facebook, MySpace. It's all going on, Al. This train never stops, folks. Melody, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Good night now.